Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, video game podcast that all you turkeys listen to. This week on the podcast, we'll be uh, talking about some, you know, Death is Stranded no longer, mm-hmm. uh, some concept art leaks and award news. Mm-hmm. Topic is all about giving thanks. Mm. And uh, our dragon is uh, well versed in raiding tombs. Gross. Right? <laughs> Gross. They're really dusty. They're but so dusty. That's called stealing. <laughs> huh. Maybe. When you put it like that. Possibly. Well, I'm, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. I'm Joe. And uh, how was your guys' Thanksgiving? Uh, plentiful, I'd say. Harvest was good this year. We got all the corn. Uh, definitely. We, we told very hard through the farms in order to, to bring such a bounty to the table, but it was worth it. A cornucopia. Ooh. We had to drive pretty far, but we got we got some we got some dope leftovers, so I'm very happy. I'm I'm a big fan of Thanksgiving, but I'm a bigger fan of Thanksgiving sandwiches. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. The I don't d- disagree with that. Yeah, day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Nice. Good like turkey stuffing, cranberry sauce, like Brussels sprout sandwich. Uh, That's weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. Now the Brussels sprouts, they're like you know grilled and stuff. It's not just like straight. It's crunchy. It's good. They cook them bacon it's all right okay you know, <laughs> so like bacon sprouts yeah <laughs> all right nice 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 how about you joe i had a good time it was yeah. great actually in any, any of my downtime i got to play uh making more sir fetched in pokemon so it was good oh yeah that's it was a good fun. time and i made a turkey which was really really awesome that's right that was Ooh. your first turkey ever right no 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 I, I just hadn't made a turkey in like 12 years do you all bake right. it or deep fry it bake it Ooh, nice, yeah. nice, nice. Tried to do the whole brine thing and then gave up on it. And then, uh, <laughs> there's just so much work involved in that. I was like, I wasn't willing to like have it possibly spoil in some manner. So, you know, using my overcooked knowledge, I was like, nah, you don't need to do that. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I wound up making like a garlic rub and like nice. all this type of stuff, put it on it and then basted it every 20 minutes and then skipped about an hour of basting it and then came back to it. I was like, whoop, should have basted that. <laughs> but, uh, you, you see, audience, this is the taste part of Taste of Dragon. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We collectively know a thing or two about the kitchen. It's true. Collect- collectively. collectively. <laughs> Very collective. <laughs> we, we lean heavily on Joe. But and collective, Amanda. Yeah. The four of us combined make up, like, maybe a chef? Maybe. <laughs> that makes real weird sandwiches. <laughs> Russell sprouts. <laughs> they're, they're good, though. But hey, we love sandwiches here at the Taste of Dragons podcast. That's it's right. True. That is our, our, our meter of excellence. It is. And if I were to give our podcast a sandwich rating, mm-hmm. it'd be infinity. Whoa. Infinite sandwiches. Whoa. The infinite sandwich. Yeah. Is it infinity? Is it an infinite amount of sandwiches or one sandwich that just goes on for infinity? Oh, no, you Ooh. bite it and then it's just always a whole sandwich. Oh, that's kind of, that kind of scares me. <laughs> no, okay, I don't know about concept. a whole sandwich. Yeah, I think you get two or three bites in, but it's always just two or three bites in. The sandwich oh. just continues. Oh. So as you're biting, it's just like the sandwich never, you know, never goes away. Oh, that's, it's like a, that's an, even worse for I me. Know. What? I'm I would looking down at like bites. a bit sandwich, even though it's like four days old. Nah, I can't do that. I can't it do that either. Old. I know yeah. it does it, but like that's just like mentally, like looking down at a bit sandwich that I haven't <sighs> ate in a while. Okay. If, I'm if with weird. If we're talking mentally, I went to a sandwich that was actually way too tall. Like it was all infinite right, in the right. in the height realm. So as you were trying to eat it, you can't you can't put your mouth around it's, those. So it just keeps getting bigger and bigger like and bigger. A, it's infinite like sandwich. Like a tower. Like a tower sandwich. That's what I thought when Whoa. you said infinite sandwich, not length. Of I sandwich. went I went length. Like when when you get like one of those six foot subs. Yeah. Except 
as the length goes on, it changes in the type of sandwich it is. Ooh. But it's just like, I, was think, I was thinking more like Harry Potter style. Like you have the plate and then you pick up the sandwich and then you finish eating like that ha- diagonal sandwich half uh-huh. and then you look down and there's still two pieces of sandwich. Yeah. You just never get that it. That would mess like with me. Yeah. And yeah. I went to something completely different. I went to like a bag of sandwiches. So you reach <laughs> oh, in and then you I'm pull out a sandwich. And <laughs> sandwich Santa. <laughs> yeah. So like you put, go in and you think of a sandwich, you pull it out. Santa that's a sandwich. Bag of sandwich holding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bag of sandwiches. That's exactly where I was Santa going. Santa Witch. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we all went to different places. With this. Yeah. It's nice. I like it. On uh, this podcast, you can have whatever type of infinite sandwich you would like. Yeah. <laughs> However, you'd like that sandwich to be gotten I mean, to you. The possibilities are infinite. Infinite. Yeah, infinite. <laughs> I messed that up. That was my bad. <laughs> well, let's, let's get on to some games over here. What are you playing? And Amanda. What did you play this week? I'm actually really excited because we got a game a little while ago and we've been putting off playing it until we had like the perfect time and the mm-hmm. holidays seemed like a great time to get to it. Yeah. Troy and I played Nights and Bikes. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, and it's it's a little bit of amazing. It's, I want to ride my bike. I want to ride my bike. If you haven't seen the preview for the game, watch it and then know that that is exactly what you're going to experience during the game is <laughs> they have this really amazing song and then just random things happen. Um, and that's kind of what the game is. I, I don't want to say it's a collection of mini games because okay. it, it, that doesn't evoke the correct feeling. All right. And it's not like a fighting beat up game. That's very different. It's kind of like a, almost like a beautiful mixture of the two Okay, is um, you both play a character. Um, it's not split screen. You both share the same screen so you can, like there's the boundaries you can only run so far right before you stop because mm-hmm. the other player is too far away, um, and you kind of run through the story together. Is um, sometimes like, well, you're both children, and then they're just playing like kids would play. So sometimes yeah. you'll go to the next story event, and it'll be like, I'll race you there, and then it won't really tell you <laughs> how to play, but you you kind of get it. Yeah, okay. it'll be like I'll race you there, and then this camera will zoom in, like the guitar will rip, and you'll see both their faces <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> and then it'll go into a whole you'll have a whole different like meter that kind of shows up on the screen to like see who's winning it turns like a racing game uh-huh. just until you get to end line and then it's like Nessa won or Desmelda won and uh-huh. then it's like alright back to what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like WarioWare in that and that it doesn't tell you how to do things yeah. there's some zaniness in yeah. there yeah, yeah. nice yeah. Um, and then uh, you, there's a little bit of like combat in that I, I don't want to give the story away. Um, it also won't make sense if I don't explain all of it. But you're gonna fight. <laughs> <laughs> you're fighting these like little animated golf balls. Um, <laughs> and uh, they, I have different attack powers than. Oh, Troy and I were playing, so I had different attack okay. powers than Troy did. So I could jump on things and splash water at things, and then he had like a frisbee that he could throw. Um, but if we chained things together, we could do other stuff. I could throw um, my frisbee at her, and then she could kick it. So since her ability was awesome boots. <laughs> so if I couldn't reach something, throw it to her, she kicks it in the right direction, boom, puzzle nice. solved. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like an action puzzler, like an action environmental yeah. puzzle with like a, a really fun story of, of these two n- new friends who become best friends instantly. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's so crazy. And it, and it, and like it says, it's very night themed, so like medieval themed, uh, and very very bike centric. And they capture like the energy of being a kid so well, mm-hmm. not in a way that's like childish, but in a way that's like super fun. And, like Troy said, he was like, "I'll race you," and then like you can just imagine like fire showing oh. up behind their <laughs> eyes as they like run as fast as they can. Um, and in the same way that that I've seen other video games do, but um, uh, in a fun way, they will 
do normal things, but then it'll like cause an explosion. And you know, the explosion isn't real. It's just their imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it isn't, um, <laughs> but uh, that's very fun. So uh, sometimes cool. I like, sit down and like a tent will appear around them, even though it's not there. Um, or like, th- like I said, with the golf balls mm-hmm. where they're like alive, it's like, well, maybe they're not alive. Maybe they're just imagining it. But this game is just dripping with charisma. And yeah. to oh me, the, the, the biggest draw to this game are its two main characters. You have one character who is, uh, a stowaway and very, very simple, very goth almost in, in going through the goth phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to counter her is another character, uh, Desmelda, who is just reckless, chaotic imagination at all time mm-hmm. and is just fiery. She's and- got p- pigtails and then she's got a, a, a hoodie jacket that's also a cape. So she pulls the hoodie up and she's drawn a crown on it. Yeah. <laughs> and then she has a it, cape. It reminds me a lot of Mabel from Gravity it Falls. It sounded like Dipper and yeah. Mabel, yeah. Yes. And, then, and then, yeah, the other character, Ness, is a little more like Dipper, but it's all, except she's always very game to jump in yeah. with whatever crazy thing is about to happen. Uh-huh. She's um, very yes and. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that game is great. The characters are awesome. It takes place in England. It's dope. Yeah, but to touch back on our conversation from last week of like games that are good to play with other people, this one is definitely worth like a sofa game. Like sit next mm-hmm. to someone while you play it and mm-hmm. enjoy the, the craziness, the zaniness. Nice. And you guys were able to beat it? No. No, not yet? Oh, okay. No, we, we got pretty far and we're like, well, we're good now. Okay. <laughs> we'll jump back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Save some for later. Uh, all right. Well, uh, nice game there, Amanda. I'll go next. Uh, I, this week I played Slay the Spire, uh, which oh, is... Right. The uh, deck building um, kind of, it's not really roguelite, but it's just a deck building game where you're battling enemies with a, uh, a deck of cards that have attacks or defense, yeah. and you have certain powers depending on your character that you choose. Uh, so normally when I would play this game, because I've been playing this game for, for a while now, normally when I play this game, they have a thing called the daily climb. Mm-hmm. So every so it's a, a random set of rules, a random set of powers. You only get to play a certain character. But everybody in the entire world can only play this for one day. Okay. And then you have a ranking leaderboard to see where you're at on this and how you did against other people. Uh, so I like to do that because it was fun. It was a nice little way to change it up as well. Uh, but uh, this week I was like, you know what? I'm going to play this game like I guess you're supposed to. You know, I'm going to play <laughs> the actual game. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, it it turned out to be, you know, I mean, it was a lot of fun anyways, but it turned out to be a lot of fun. Like yeah. it was one of those, cause normally I'm, I'm used to like just some like crazy powers where it's like, oh, you're going to get like a whole bunch of more of like a certain type of type of enemy on the map. This mm-hmm. time it was just like, oh, this is the normal amount of enemies you're supposed to have on the map. Okay. <laughs> we're, not, we're not trying to like challenge you yeah, here. Exactly. We're giving you a good experience. Yeah, exactly. Measured. So. So it was a lot easier. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, and, and have a, a mode that's called like ascension mode. So, so you'll actually, um, as you, so you start on level one, and then if you beat that, you can go to level two, and it gets a little harder. You get to level three, it gets a little harder, and you have to beat them in order to keep on going. And it goes all the way up to twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as at this point, uh, I, I beat it I think four times. So I'm on essential level five. And uh, wait, like a story mode. It's it's not really a story. Yeah, it's I'm, just I'm going through more, it too. It's just much more of a. Um, it's just an extra challenge that okay. you can put on it. So okay. so it is like um, so each one of the ascension modes will have a different. Um, it'll have a different modifier, but it is like a modifier that everybody else will have gotcha. on ascension mode one, ascension mode two, and so the enemies get a little bit harder. They maybe get a little bit more frequent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stuff in shops cost a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so you, and so once you beat that, you'll go up to the next level as well. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, I've been playing that this week and it's, it's a whole lot of fun. It's a fo- phone game, iPhone? Uh, it's a, I've been playing on Steam. Oh, 
Oh, okay, okay. I believe it is available on like your Switch now. Um, I think it might be available for PS4 and Xbox. I can't remember now. Uh, but I've been playing on Steam since it first came out. And it's it's just still a phenomenal game. Yeah. Say the Spire is yeah. just great. I jumped into it earlier this year. Yeah. It's, I, I want to jump back in and, and get a little further in it. It's yeah. really well made. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, the, the, and the developer is still constantly developing it. They're right now in development of another character that they're adding to it. Right oh, now there's three. Yeah. So they're adding a fourth one soon that's in uh, beta. So mm-hmm. I've watched a couple of streamers play that, the, the beta one. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And as I was watching them, I was like, oh, I got an itch. <laughs> got to scratch it. <laughs> got to do it. <laughs> so, so yeah, Slay the Spire. It's, it's got it so fun. Yeah, yeah. If, it, you're, if you're into like deck buildings or... or or just games that you have that you play with cards. It's 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 phenomenal. It's fulfilling to see just a well made, thought out game. Yeah. Do, do you know and if it's the also gameplay th- part is just yeah. well thought out. Yeah. Do you know if it's also a physical game or is it just? Um, I think it's digital only. I don't think I've ever seen it in the stores. At least as far as uh, Switch. Digital only. Yep. <laughs> well, I didn't know if they like a like a physical oh like, i see what you mean no 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 because this oh, is like actual cards yeah, yeah no, like a tabletop no nah, because the enemies are very you don't see what the enemy is actually doing the enemy is oh, okay, not okay. playing with cards they're just actual enemies okay. so mm-hmm. you're just playing your cards against them uh so yeah that was my game this week how about you joe what did you play i decided i was going to continue just creating sir fetched in pokemon <laughs> So I spent about three days doing that. So (laughs) uh, it it doesn't. It it takes a while. So uh, I'm. I am. However, I did start giving them out. I'm fairly excited about that. (laughs) What do you mean giving them out? Like uh, anybody we knew that needed one, they would. They would be like, "Oh yeah, I gotta find somebody who has them." Like I got like. I got like 20 of them. You want one? You want one? I felt like a, a, a dealer. <laughs> so fetched. So like one or two of our friends were like, oh man, I. Hey, you kid. Hey, you want to. You need them. You need them fighting types? <laughs> you need a lance? Yeah, I, you need a lance. I make, I'm going to get that one with the lance, maybe. I got some leaks. Some extra leaks. You want some, some leaks? <laughs> I, will, I will say I will grouch heavily about the leaks, specifically about the game. I don't know if Why? I complained about it last week. Uh, no. I don't think so. So when you're catching Surfetched, when you're catching Farfetched in the game, it was about one, at this point now, it's about one in six have a leak in their hands. I've only Wait. ever gotten... Uh, all of the images have the leak. Yeah. All, yeah, you can all also of them, get an item that's a leak. There's an item that's a leak that, oh. that is a separate item. Okay. And that item helps you to get critical hits more often. And the awesome. only way, if, if you didn't want to know how to create Surfetched, you might want to just ignore me for the next 10 minutes. Just yell la 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 really loud. 10 seconds, sorry. Not 10, <laughs> 10 seconds. 10 uh, seconds. The way you get Surfetched is by hitting critically a critical attack three times. In one battle without dying. Oh, like when you're going to yes. to capture as a far fetched. So, so you, you need to do that as, as a, a far fetched to create evolve into oh, sir fetched. So gotcha. to get a sir fetched, you have to have a far fetched. And the easiest way there are other items in the game that you can have that help you with critical attacks. But okay. I found that to be rather aggravating because at first I was trying to do it and I did not realize that the leak was a separate item because I thought like, the same thing. Because he's carrying a leak. It took me probably catching about a dozen of them to and i and i just started bouncing back to see what was in their hands i'm like nothing's in their hands what's going on here (laughs) the very first one i caught had a leak in its hand and it said they have this item and then i was like i don't understand what's going on do you only ever get one of them do you have to hand it to each one of them to get that surfetch to to get it to evolve into surfetch and no like it just now i think with how many i've caught i think it's the the average is about one in six 
hmm. have the leak. So then I take that one leak and I give it to the other five of them as I'm making. Because I, I, for a while, I really did just have Sobble and five far-fetched <laughs> and just trade the leak down the line and just continue running around the wild area and, and mm-hmm. seeing if I could find things that were not too strong to where they would kill me, mm-hmm. but not, not like, you know, I wasn't overly strong either, so I couldn't kill them in, in less than three moves. You have to tell them about your mystery trade plan. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, it's the best. Okay. <laughs> so... I, 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 have, I have a lot of them, obviously, now, and I'm going to make an entire box full of them, and then I'm just going to surprise trade them to people. And then Brian came up with how I have to relabel them. She has to, she has to name them all Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. So you're making a lot of Sir Fetches. You're going to send them into the surprise trading yes, route? Yes, I have to yes. do it with a surprise trade. Why are you doing this? Okay, so when I first started off with the surprise trade thing, like yeah. I was trading people like straight-up garbage. You know, okay. I, I've been playing the game for like three here's, hours. Here's I don't a know better. Here's a caterpie. Here's a, a level seven choodle. Here's, here's a some woo- woolos. woolos. Yeah. You know, here's some real garbage. And I felt really terrible about it. But they were sending me like level one dreepies. They were sending me like ponitas. They were sending me things I can't <laughs> like have in good my stuff. game. Yeah. yeah, like really good stuff. And I was like, oh man, I, I got to balance the karmic scales at some point. <laughs> like I, I have to do this, or or I will feel like a terrible piece of garbage forever. <laughs> Put so the good back out in the that's, world. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, as soon as I have a whole box full, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just that's one awesome. day of surprise trades. And <laughs> <laughs> surprises. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing my time. I, I, the game has absorbed my life. Cool. Surfetch <laughs> is awesome. I like it when games, like they have a goal, but then within that goal, you make your own game out of it. Yeah. That's that's always awesome when that happens. Um, that's cool. Yeah. And it's, it's actually really hilarious, especially with Joe, because... Because sometimes those goals will just completely derail you from the actual game. <laughs> That's okay. And I'll think, Joe, do you even have your third gym badge? I went and did it last night. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> I did it last night so that I could go. There was I was told there was another wild area that was like uber big, yeah. even bigger than the one before. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Your face, Manda, says you don't know about that wild area. We'll get that third gym badge. Girl. <laughs> I, I haven't. That, I'm. I just did the sleeping before that happens. So that's literally oh, the yeah, next yeah, thing yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. Just do it. It's totally worth it. Yeah, that's what I was telling Joe. I was like, because I got ahead of Joe, and I've only been playing the game like five hours. Because he was actually playing the game. I was literally only playing the game to get Sir Fetched. And as soon as I got to where this Far Fetched were, I'm like, well, I don't really need to do anything else in this game. (laughs) I guess I can play something else. No, I'm just going to make Sir Fetched. That's what I'm going to do with my time. Yeah, but but my league card looks great. Yeah. (laughs) Brian showed me those. Mine was really dopey. I didn't realize how bad mine was. And then he was like, yeah, you could do this, and you could do that. I'm like, where do, you, where do you do all that? He's like, you go get the where the poker jobs. I'm like, what are, what are poker jobs? <laughs> so then I learned about that. And so I changed my card. And then I started sending just Sir Fetched out. Like it's an entire team. So Sir Fetched. So when they come back, they're all walking with their little lances. It's really cute. <laughs> if you haven't seen the league cards yet, or if you don't have Pokemon, uh, they're like little business cards you can hand out to other people yeah. that you encounter in the game. And it's just a picture of your character. Uh, and you can make them very silly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's great. I don't want a background for mine. Yeah. <laughs> it looks dopey. Uh, they're like um, trading cards, like baseball yeah. cards. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, man. It's a better like analogy. Pokemon cards. Like Pokemon cards, but, but for people. people. Oh. Yeah. They're, they're Peoplemon cards. <gasps> Peoplemon cards. How do you catch them all, though? I think that's illegal. Oh, yeah, no. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, good playing there, Joe. Nicely done. And then uh, bring it up on our, uh, on our beer. You got Troy. What up, y'all? How you doing? Hey, hey. Having a good time here, you know, doing the Taste Drags podcast. Feeling good. Well, I got a video game to talk about. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> I got a couple actually, but um, so um, I got uh, my final two cents on Death Stranding. I finished the game uh, yesterday. Saw 
the credits multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so just to kind of wrap up uh, my final thoughts on it, um, a day later, uh, I'm still thinking about the game because it just ended. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That game deals with themes of um, of death, of reincarnation, of like uh, culture, of drone syndrome, of the, the multiverse, of all types of, of really heavy themes and, uh, and, and philosophies and, and whatnot. And I have been thinking about it since then, mm-hmm. except I've only been thinking of one thing. What's that? I got to finish that highway. (laughs) I got to finish building that highway. (laughs) And I think that perfectly sums up how my feelings on Death Stranding are. The gameplay itself, I fell in love with. Building things, putting things into the world for other real players that are playing the game can can benefit from... uh, serenely walking from one place to another and 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 finding the best routes and taking in the landscapes and all of that stuff I love meeting all the quirky little uh, uh, post office workers that are all just weird and cameos and whatnot love the gameplay stuff um, for me the story stuff didn't quite leave a lasting impression it's not what brought you back it's it's not what I'm thinking about now yeah. Uh, and when I think about like Metal Gear games, like like the first Metal Gear was very simple. There was a, a soldier who needed to stop a nuclear weapon. That was the premise. It then ballooned into a very huge, crazy, con- convoluted plot. But at the base, it all started with something very simple. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, it, it felt like it was really building to the the kind of crazy moments. Uh, this series just starts with that without <laughs> kind of the grounded uh, framework, I think, for me. Mm-hmm. So when it does go into places where it's like, what is happening? I- I'm just not emotionally connected enough to the characters yet mm-hmm. to feel that. Or, or I personally didn't feel that way. Um, so, like, I think it's really cool. I think the, 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 what he's going for with the, with the story is very interesting. Uh, but uh, all I want to do is build that highway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was texting a, a former uh, uh, podcaster here. Zach was talking about it, his thoughts, and he said something that was really uh, good. He was like, it was fascinating to watch a creative genius without any reins. <laughs> like, objectively, just having to watch someone just let go without anybody telling him no was fascinating. <laughs> Whether it's going to work for everybody, no. But yeah. that's kind of not the point. Yeah, and and do you think... This would have been, not that it wouldn't have been the same game, but how do you think it would have been if somebody were there to tell him no for something? Um, to be honest, I think I think the gameplay would be largely the same. Okay. I think the pacing of the story would be different. I think there could be a, a few monologues that are placed in different areas of the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there may be some more thoughts about how much uh, story do we give people at one time yeah. uh, versus throughout the entire game. I, I think there are probably some editorial choices that that, that could have uh, uh, helped dole out uh, this this pretty cool premise yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the details that, that, that are within it. Does this game give you confidence in the new movies he's making? <laughs> uh, yeah, 
I, I would love to see a Kojima movie. It's going to be 10 hours long. Yeah. Yeah. No intermission. <laughs> well, because I feel like it's going to put some some confines on him. He's kind of conquered the video game world. He has become his own entity where he can do whatever he wants. He would totally bring back the intermission. Yeah. He, he, he would kind of have to start over to, to go into movies. And I think that that may be okay for him. Mm-hmm. Get, get some tips from Guillermo, like... I think he may need to lean on, on on people in order to make the movies happen, which would make me fascinated to see what he comes up with. Yeah. Somebody needed to say no to him about that uh, that ride uh, uh, ad. That was... Oh. That's, <laughs> well, when, no. you're ta- when you're using the restrooms, <laughs> I, it, it cuts to a Norman Reedus show that's going on right now called Ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A and there's, current present day (laughs) actor Troy started to buy monster they have all that monster product placement and we were on our way to Thanksgiving it was very long drive and he's like well I know what I'm doing (laughs) I bought four monsters in the span of this game did Um, it give you plus 25% oh it did (laughs) I'm not trying to advertise but that that worked scarily so when you don't drink taurine and then you go to drink some taurine (laughs) it's got a bang it's got a bang Um, but anyway, I didn't want to talk that long about it. It was going to be quick, but that's okay. You but, know, that's yeah. that's quick enough for Death Stranding. You know, for Kojima, that's quick. <laughs> right. For, that's a Kojima minute. It's a Kojima minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have a, a very few thoughts on Star Wars. I, I delved uh, back into Star Wars. I'm about three hours into, or three more hours into it. Mm-hmm. Um, the game still looks great, except it is way harder than <laughs> okay. my initial impressions were. Uh, way harder. Yeah. I am dying a lot. Uh, it's kind of unfortunate because there's two aspects to it. Yeah. Do you think that's because you set it down for the holidays, or do you think that's the game? There was a learning curve when I had to pick it back up. I had to look up how to counter enemies and whatnot. Uh, but then once I got caught up, then I was fine, and that's when I think the game realized that it needed to put me back in my place. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are multiple difficulties. I'm on the second hardest. I may bump it down depending on how it goes, mostly because when you do die in this game, you are respawned, and that respawn can take a long time to load, which is not great, especially yeah. when your company's name is Respawn. <laughs> 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 like, if anything, I want that to be quick. <laughs> I want to get right back into the game. They're not called fast load. <laughs> oh, damn it! You're right. Uh, so that that that's kind of that's kind of killing me. And so, uh, gameplay wise, uh, I'm still working myself out to see where I, how I'm going to approach the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Star Wars, you know. Get, get your lightsaber, pew pew, juju. It, it's got the only droid that should actually be adventuring. Uh, <laughs> right. It's got a what a, a scout droid or something? Something like that. But yeah. it's like actually made for being in terrain. It's not like, oh, man, we took this butler droid. <laughs> <laughs> Whose steps are a foot and, and apart. Yeah. <laughs> or, or this droid that has treads that couldn't, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm only good on concrete. I hope that's okay with you. <laughs> I mean, I do have a jetpack, but I forgot because, uh, you know, story. <laughs> And even the ball yeah. droid is just like, what? No. <laughs> Why is this made? Yeah. Um, uh, his hair looks great, though. That oh, actor. Yeah. Oh, Cal. Oh, yeah. Cal. Uh, his hair looks fantastic. Like, it's not long hair either. It's short hair. But they found still found a good way to get the wind to blow through it. <laughs> Give it layers. Yeah. And it's, and it's not because when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, it's just uh, Obi-Wan hair. Like, original Obi-Wan yeah. hair. Like, prequel Obi-Wan hair. And then, like, as it's moving, though, and like you said, as it's flowing, I was like, no, it's not. They did something with it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, Obi-like. <laughs> it's, it's an Obi-like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but I'm excited to where the game's going to go. I'm still in it for the story and the game part of it. It's just if it it's like a throwback to like a Ratchet and Clank or like a Jack, uh, old uh, Jack and Daxter game where you just have one environment and you can poke around at all the little areas in that environment and there's secrets and there's hidden things that you can't get to until you come back with more powers. It it definitely feels like an older game, but where it's modern is like the Dark Souls punishing combat. Um, which doesn't meld with the Star Wars narrative of being like, I have a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but adds a fun gameplay element to it that, yeah, that yeah. may be okay. Have you found any of the shortcuts yet? Oh, yeah. They're great. Um, yeah, you, you go... What's, what's, what's so far, what's great about the shortcuts is that even the long way was fun because uh, running around walls and doing sliding down ice slopes and, and, and swinging on ropes is already fun uh, the first time you do it. And so when you when you get around an area and then you find a door that opens that leads to the previous area so you don't have to go all the way around, that shortcut's nice, but I, I still enjoyed the journey to get there, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. So it, it was a win-win. It, it, I, was, I was a little scared at first when I heard there were shortcuts that it was going to be really annoying to do the, the first oh, leg. Yeah. And then the shortcut's like, finally, I never have to do that again. But no, I'm actually looking forward to, to going back to some of those places. And the game is built so that you do have to come back to these planets when you get more powers. So you will be traversing this land over and over again. And it's fun to traverse. So oh, that's nice. That's good. That uh, Yeah. I was also worried about the number of planets when they're like, oh, you'll unlock shortcuts. And I was like, does that mean everything's on one planet? Not that that would be bad. But with Star Wars, it's like you can do anything anywhere. Yeah. It would be a bummer <laughs> for it to all be at the same place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, good good oh. games there, Troy. <laughs> there have been a lot of glitches. I think I have I have I've read reports about it on the news, uh-huh. and I can't talk about this game and not say yes. There are glitches in this game. Okay. They ironed out a lot of them since I haven't played it in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. But some of not so much. Yeah, I was yeah. just fighting like a ram, and it charged at me, and I dodged it, and looked looked around, and it just went bloop into the ground, <laughs> and I was like. Force power. <laughs> Jedi mind tricked you into the ground. There was also like a, an artifact in front of me and I went to go like touch it. And then there was an invisible wall that I couldn't get through. And I was like, what? I can't get through this. And there were two huge pillars. And the only way forward was through, was was forward. But mm-hmm. I couldn't get there. And I'm like, ah, uh, this is weird. And then I looked at the solid pillar and I could step through it. <laughs> and I actually stepped through the pillar into like the game dev world where you're not supposed to see. <laughs> and then out of it to get the artifact. And I was like, force power. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, those metachlorians are really acting up. <laughs> In this area. But you don't realize that the midichlorians are in you. <laughs> oh, they're in all of us, <laughs> they're Brian. In all of us. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, that's it for Star Wars. No, that's fine. And Death Stranding. Yeah. <laughs> little buggy. Little buggy. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> all right, well, uh, that'll do it for our uh, our game segment. That'll now bring us to our news segment. News, 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 news. Yeah, there's some news. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll start with some fun news. Uh, so there's going to be a concert series for Undertale. It's going to be called Undertale Live. Hell yeah! And uh, this was announced, I think, a week or a couple weeks ago, I think. And um, but it's going to be starting in Chicago. And uh, what they'll be doing is it's going to be an orchestral concert of the music. However, everybody who's in attendance can vote on what happens while they're playing the music. <laughs> like what song they do next? Uh, kind of like how they're going to play it. So like, 
are they going to uh, are they going to kill the thing? Are they going to uh, wait? So they're going to have the actual game there, like being played. I'm not a hundred percent sure on the details okay. of it. All I know is that the audience is going to get to choose whether or not I think they're going to kill something. They're going to talk okay. to it. So they're going to do they're a little bit making of both. Their own new Undertale experience. Exactly. Live. Yeah, because depending on what you do in the game is what kind of music you get. Right. So if you go on a pure a pure pacifist route, you right. get completely different music than right. if you kill everything. I see. Are, so, are they coming to Florida? Um, I, I think the only one they've announced so far is Chicago, but they have said they're going to do more. Cool. Um, but I thought that was just really interesting about how how they're going to do that. Yeah, I go to that. Yeah. Easily. Download an app. Up, you know, upvote, downvote. Oh, sure. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Because um, I think the that they did, the these people are the same people who did another concert series. Uh, I forget which game it was, but that one actually was being played while they were doing the concert. Awesome. And then, so uh, depending on what decision, whether or not they got into a battle or not, that's awesome. They would, they would on the fly change the music as it was going along. So it's like an old harken back to like original silent movies that were silent, and yep. then you would have a live pianist there at the theater to accompany the silent film mm-hmm. uh, as you watch it. And so the companies could kind of do whatever they want. They could, they would take what they're seeing in the in the in the movie and then make it faster or slower or more heartfelt so the idea of people doing that with video games now i like that oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and it was pretty cool because also it, it also incentivizes you to go to multiple ones because get no that money two, yeah no two concerts are going to be exactly oh, the same yeah. uh, mm-hmm. so so yeah i thought that was that's just really cool and yeah. undertale has great music and it's a great game yeah and it's also yeah the game is not too shabby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we also have some concept art kind of uh, might have possibly rumored or leaked. Right, Manda? Yes. I'm very excited about this. It's like almost too little to even be news, but... Uh, <laughs> it's enough for <laughs> it's, you. It's so exciting that we have to mention it. Is um, some concept art leaked for a medieval style game that's being developed. And there's a rumor that it might be Fable 4. Um, when they asked the concept artist about the pictures, he took them off of his website. So that's not confirmation. But what if it is? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have, if you get nothing to hide, then just leave it. Just yeah. leave it up there. It, uh, if it's not Fable, just leave right? it. Right? Yeah. It's the picture of a, a lady, and she's she looks like a, an adventurer, but she has a crown. Mm-hmm. So maybe the main character's female, and mm-hmm. you're the queen? Because you're mm-hmm. the king in the last game. So okay. oh, Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, when was the last Fable game? about uh four million years ago (laughs) (laughs) word (laughs) that's what it feels like to me i I don't know because they came out with three and then they canceled journeys so they never came out with fable four canceled fable journeys you played that fable vr game or connect game i was desperate yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then they had one where you were like little fable creatures yeah it's like a board game yeah that also wasn't that great no they, they were they were good games for like um, in between games like hey we're developing the main game and here's like a little concept thing that we came yeah. out with to hold you over until 4 comes until out until Fable 4 and then they yeah. just never Journeys yeah. was cancelled yeah. I just so feel like just those didn't... those middle games are just not great that I just feels like Fable like the Fable franchise just kind of went into a weird place yeah I have no idea what happened I actually I bet that's a really interesting story because um, we've been lo- watching a lot of documentaries re- recently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually when that happens that's like an internal thing <laughs> yeah. that we don't know anything about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but with the new documentaries that are out sometimes you can get a glimpse of like oh you know this they, they you know we put funding into something and yeah. that didn't pan out so this got cancelled or the con- <laughs> they, they maybe they demoed the game and people were just like 
you totally missed the mark, or, but I don't know. Put yeah. a request for no clip on YouTube to yeah. do a documentary <laughs> on this. Thank Since you. everyone listens. So. Yeah. Yes. Oh, of course. <laughs> and, uh, concept art. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I think, I, I do think something did happen with uh, Peter Molyneux. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I know something along those lines because I know he left to do his own studio and, and all that other jazz. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I'm sure it did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I know they were developing the new one and then they just didn't. Hey, yeah. AJ, can you look that up? Can you yeah. just give us yeah. a short dissertation dis- dissertation on why they didn't make uh, Fable 4 before now? Yeah, Thanks, get, fact checker, AJ. Yeah, Thanks I appreciate back. that. Get off the piano and do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then also on, another news, Facebook bought Beat Games which are the studio that made Beat Saber. Oh, which great. makes complete sense because Facebook owns Oculus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Beat Saber is probably what caused a lot of people to either buy an Oculus or people who had an Oculus to go, oh, I have something to play. Beat Saber <laughs> is like the perfect VR game. Yeah. It gives you two lightsabers and then has you slice blocks to make beats <laughs> and music. I've played it. It's amazing. Yeah. One downside is you get real sweaty because <laughs> you're moving around a bunch and then you can't see because your Oculus or your VR, whatever, is all sweaty and gross. And you're like, I probably shouldn't have this expensive machinery on my sweaty head. You could probably buy a headband. Oh, damn. You're right. <laughs> Those are already invented. Oh, I'm on it. <laughs> and then uh, the last bit of news, uh, the Game Creator Awards are coming up. or the are uh, Just the Game Awards. Game Awards. There we go. I don't know why I always add creator in the middle of that. <laughs> but the Game Awards is coming up. And, uh, and uh, there's a little shenanigans that, are, that people have been possibly calling out uh, mm. because – so it's, it's run – or it was started by Jeff Knightley. Keeley. Uh, Keeley. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm terrible with his last name. <laughs> Game Creator Awards. Yeah, Jeff no. Knightley. Whatever. <laughs> the dude, Jeff. The dude, Jeff. Hey, hey, we promised to give you news. We didn't promise it wasn't going to be the gist of the news. Yeah, yeah. If you want facts, go to AJ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't called Accurate of Dragons. No. <laughs> no. It's, a it's a taste. It's a taste. It's a taste. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, so Jeff... Um, you know, he created it and he's, you know, the, you know, he's the it's big his, pusher. It's his baby. Yeah, it's his baby. Uh, but he's very good friends with Kojima. Oh, he, oh, like, worships okay. Kojima. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and so, uh, but Kojima's game, Death Stranding, has nine uh, nominations this year. Yeah. And so people are like, oh, what's going on with the nominations? That seems very suspect with how many nominations. I mean, I'm sure the game's great, but, you know. Why does this have so many nominations? Maybe there's some shenanigans going on with the way that you guys choose your nominees. Yeah, it it, it doesn't look great on on face value. It doesn't because Jeff Keighley's also in the game. <laughs> yes. Do they have a panel of people who choose, so, or like is he? Because exactly. I could see that being the type of yeah. thing that's like I'm not even involved in that. And, and here's that, the paperwork. Yeah, and that's yeah. actually exactly what it is. Yeah. He, he came out and he's like, "Well, listen, uh, Kojima actually is on our board." Um, as are, you know, um, uh, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, you know, all these people are on the board mm-hmm. as well. Um, and the board meets, you know, twice a year just to discuss logistics and everything going on with this. Um, but none of them have anything to do with it. I don't have anything to do with right. the, the choosing of it. This is all just the uh, the publications. This is all the, the, the journalists. They're the ones that actually choose. They're the ones that yeah. do all this. He just organizes the event. He's not a, he's not a, a journalism. Yeah. He's not yeah. in this from a journalistic aspect. Exactly. Not this specific thing. But it... 
probably wouldn't hurt if you nominated your boss's friend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Promote that guy. Yeah. And I I think it is like, I think it's either hundreds or it's a thousand different things that are all aggregated, all their votes. Oh, okay. In order to choose the nominees and then all those vote on it in order to choose the winners. Uh, But it just, it just really doesn't look good. Like, and and I get why people look that way and, and think that way, but. Yeah, I, but I, I agree with uh, with the awards that I'm seeing it up for Agreed. so far. So yeah. I, it's not like I can say you can get it's... best children's game or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> I think it's it's not nominated for something that it should be actually. To uh, be yeah. honest, yeah. so um, so you want to go through a couple of your couple of the the things? Some some funny nominations. Nominations were announced maybe about a week and a half ago. Yeah. Um. So on this best multiplayer game, we have Borderlands 3. Makes sense. We have Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Makes sense. I think Death Stranding could have been a good multiplayer game because that's the main reason why I play it. Eh. It's like it's like new multiplayer. <laughs> it's Where like, you don't have to play with people. It can be the best Stranding <laughs> game. Yeah. That's what you'd like. Done. <laughs> um, but what's funny also on this is her best multiplayer game is Tetris 99. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you have Norman Reedus is nominated for Death Stranding. Ashley Birch, uh, who is a, uh, a former dragon of ours, yep. on uh, The Outer Worlds. Courtney Hope from Control. Yep. Mads Mikkelsen from Death Stranding. He's one of the, the villains. And then Lauren Bailey from Gears 5, which uh, we don't have Xboxes, so we have not played Gears 5. AJ, go we play apologize. Gears 5 well, and you tell know us. What? Yeah, AJ. I do have a Windows system, and I do have access to Gears 5. <laughs> I just haven't do played it. you? Okay. <laughs> All right, that works yeah um and then uh it goes to a lot of different um different genres action of the year and Mm -hmm. uh, independent games but the game of the year awards uh these are nominated to be the best games of this year uh you have the outer worlds which i haven't played but will yep death stranding i could see that on there sekiru shadows die twice which we covered when it came out yep uh not a game for me too hard (laughs) (laughs) smash brothers ultimate sure yeah everyone's there (laughs) everyone's playing it sure (laughs) Uh, Resident Evil 2, which I hear is phenomenal. X gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. And one of Brian's favorite games this year, Control. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I would have loved to have seen the Outer Wilds on there. Right. Just because that is a, it's an indie game. And I do think an, an indie game should be on there. And I do think Outer the Outer Wilds is probably one of the best indie games of the year. But I have bad news for you. I know. Because the Outer Wilds is nominated for independent game. Yep. So is Baba Is You and Katana Zero, which we talked about. But unfortunately, Untitled Goose Game is nominated oh, for independent no. game. I saw that and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> That's why I wish it would be at least, you know, why some sort Untitled of... Why Untitled Goose on the game of the year? I know. I hear that's, you. I hear that's you. a travesty. You know what? Shenanigans. That shenanigans. Was a, shenanigans. Oh, shenanigans. That was a phenomenon. <laughs> exactly. It was phenomenon. That's the actual true shenanigans going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the true controversy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Game Awards will be December 12th. All right. Uh, this year at 8, 8 o'clock, 8.30, something like that. Uh, we'll be covering that in some fashion. Yeah. Probably. Probably on video. Something <gasps> live. Some reactions. Some hot takes. Yeah. Some hot you can look tastes. in our cold, cold eyes. <laughs> As we disagree with everything. Literally everything. <laughs> Maybe it'll be the somewhat exclusive reveals. <laughs> Probably. I mean, it's, it's Jeff knows what he's doing. Yeah, no, no. It's actually a pretty fun show. It, it actually is. It's mostly about like the, the reveals of what games are coming out later. Yeah. It's a huge advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I wonder if Norman Reedus is going to be there drinking Monster with his with his advertisement of Ride in the background. No, he's going to be on a Harley yeah. while drinking Monster. I do feel like they nominated Mads Mikkelsen just to see if he'll show up because he's an amazing you know uh, oh, film yeah. actor. Um, he doesn't. He, he's great in the in, in the game. It doesn't do as much as Norman Reedus by far. I feel like to nominate him just to be like, if we can get Mads Mikkelsen to be at the Game Awards, <gasps> legitimize. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what's going to legitimize them. Mad Nicholson. <laughs> that's what we're missing, guys. We need to get him here. He's so serious all the time. <laughs> yeah, he is. Get him to the Game Awards. <laughs> Even one of the Easter eggs that's in there, which is a, um, it's uh, if if you play the game that when it's if it's your birthday because you enter your birthday no, in your actual if, birthday. If your actual birthday, you play the game and then you rest. Uh, when you rest and you come to like you get like the memories of the baby and yeah. it's always Mad Milkinson. Uh but. He completely breaks the fourth wall, and he's just like, oh, hey, how's it going? And no, I'm talking to you. Oh. And he's like looking directly at the camera. Oh, <laughs> he's my. Like, he's like, I just want to wish you a very special day. Oh, you my. Know, a happy birthday to my special person. <laughs> it's just like, oh, God. And he's just like 100% serious, too. He's still, Don't murder me. He's, he's like, yeah, it's it's absolutely Hannibal-esque. <laughs> like, like wow. oh, Oh, you're gonna eat me! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And then it just goes back to normal. It's like ah, <laughs> it's for those reasons you should play Death Stranding. Yeah, a thousand percent. Even in an Easter egg, he's a thousand percent serious. <laughs> you know what? He should win just for that. He should absolutely win. <laughs> also, the goose should have been nominated for best actor. The same. <gasps> yes. Ooh. As well. You're anyway, right. yeah. I'll uh, stop. I'll stop. <laughs> I'll stop. All right, and that'll do it for the news segment. You know, Brian, yeah. we had a lovely Thanksgiving. It was yeah. really good. Nice. And uh, what's great about, you know, uh, the 3000 Brigade and our friends is that we have a Friendsgiving after Thanksgiving. We do. Where we bring all the leftovers. But I was looking, Mandy, I was looking at our leftovers and I was like, I don't know, do we, do we bring the, the, the flavorful uh, uh, stuffing or maybe the, the awesome sweet potatoes? And I just couldn't think of what to bring to Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe you outed me on the podcast that we have leftovers that we totally hoarded and didn't bring the things Friendsgiving. Wait, no, we brought we brought the desserts. <laughs> we did bring. We desserts. couldn't bring them all, right? Because no. that would have been too much. No, we some we, of them are for sandwiches. We brought some desserts, <laughs> but I wanted I could. I mean, there's one that we brought that I can't remember that was just oh, yeah. really good. Everyone liked mm. it. Yeah, um, it, it was zesty. It was. I mean, we guys did bring pie. We brought some pies. They were oh, they were yeah. in individual tins. <laughs> yes, individual pies. Individual pies, <laughs> which mm-hmm. was nice because sometimes you don't know how much of a pie you want. It's yeah. true. And when the choice is made for you, well, that's how much or pie you have. How about hey, I want that pie, but I didn't want to cut it. Yeah. Boom. Boom! Individual Boom. pies already cut for you and packaged. Yeah, <laughs> and it was they were very good. Yeah, but they weren't like they were they were sugary. They were sweet, but it, were, were they tasty? <gasps> they were tasty. Yeah, um, but Joe, you had some. What yeah. was it? It was like a, a man that it was the topic of the night. It was like a tasty topic that everybody talked about. A tasty topic. That was that was really good. That was delicious. Yeah, it was it was good. That was a delicious dish. Pretty low in carbs too. Yeah. Oh, the topic? Yeah. Not the pie. Oh no. I did love the pies. They were all just individual. That was the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, this week's Tasty Topic, Manda, you have it, right? 
Yes. Um, uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, uh, we wanted to talk a little a bit about everyone's kind of Thanksgiving Day gaming traditions. Okay. Uh, we all play games all the time. So um, when the holidays come around, obviously things change. You, you're not at your house anymore. Uh, you're not in control of your time. You're spending time with your family. So how does that affect you and how does that affect your gaming? Um, so for me... Uh, whenever we go out for the holidays, I'm just surrounded by family. So there's no way even I couldn't even play a switch is I have, I have three <laughs> nieces uh, between the ages of eight and three. Thank you. Three and eight. <laughs> uh, and there's just it's just not safe for my electronic devices. Uh, so my family has a tradition of playing uh, outside sports uh, like um low-key athletics I guess oh yeah, you yeah. we're not like you know playing a pickup game of like football or anything so uh when we were kids we would play volleyball and one of us would inevitably get very injured uh and now now it's pickleball yes we're a gaming podcast so i'm going to talk about pickleball <laughs> what uh, is pickleball pickleball is like uh lame tennis is <laughs> so you all have like tennis style rackets but they're a little bigger um and you get pickleballs which are like those i think they they were white when we were kids, but they're mm-hmm. green now. Is they're just plastic balls with slats in them? They're like so bigger, when you hit them, they don't go very far. They're like bigger oh, okay. ping pong balls, like right. wif- like wiffle like balls. Like a wiffle ball, right? Yeah. Right. But you don't have a bat; you have a racket. Okay. Um. So you set it up, and then you don't hit it on the ground. It doesn't bounce. So you just kind of badminton it back and forth. Okay. But it's it's less um dainty than badminton. <laughs> <laughs> so we play with the nieces, and they're between three and eight. So they have uh, uh between a absolutely no understanding of what's going on and a frustration that they're not articulate enough to do it on their own. <laughs> so the perfect age. So the perfect age for Pickleball. <laughs> uh, and then we have adults that take the game a little too seriously. <laughs> and if you could just imagine like that that wonderful dynamic of a bunch of things, um, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. And it is now tradition. <laughs> don't, even, don't even play for points. No, it's just, no, we just hitting it up. back and forth until someone gets hit or <laughs> it goes into the street. We, we also required to make fun of each other in a, in a loving family type of ragging on each other kind of way. Like, yeah. did you did you mean to hit it in the street? Because you know I'm not in the street. Like, <laughs> I mean, just I, no, I didn't know uh, if you understood. I, we only, we've only been playing for five years, so I didn't know if you hey, knew. Uh, maybe how. you should use your racket. You ever thought about oh, that? Oh, right. Yeah, you should use your racket. <laughs> it probably uh, would we, help. Are we winning? Oh, no, no, I just—I wasn't pointing it out. I just wanted to know. Well, I mean, nobody's keeping score, so who knows? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. How about you, Troy? Uh, yeah, Thanksgiving's a fun time for me. I remember back in school, uh, you would get—you would go to Thanksgiving, have a couple days off. Um, but then the day after that, my mom would go shopping, and I—I'm I, not a, a shopping guy, uh, so we'd just kind of be at home, and that meant video game time like unbridled like no no mom no no uh responsibilities nothing just no school mm-hmm. um just game it up um i don't do it as much anymore because now we're usually traveling and and you know seeing people and spending time with loved ones <laughs> on that day <laughs> and drinking yeah. <laughs> um but i do remember um i think when assassin's creed 2 came out uh, the Friday, the Black Friday of that time, I, I popped it in. I got it from Gamefly back when that used to be a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gamefly, it, whenever you finish a game, you can send it back in and return it, you know, whatnot. So you had an incentive to beat it as quickly as possible so you can get more games. Mm-hmm. So I got Assassin's Creed 2 in the mail. It was Black Friday, popped it in, did not, did not get up until I finished that game. <laughs> Let me rephrase. I used the bathroom. <laughs> but I played that game entirely in one city. Now, that is the game that introduced Ezio to the Assassin's Creed yeah. universe. Yeah. That's the game they established that Assassin's Creed 
is going to be more than just that first, you know, uh, prototype. Mm-hmm. It made all the Assassin's Creed since then are still kind of just Assassin's Creed 2, but uh, iterated on. Oh, like, yeah. That was the game. Um, I remember my dad watched a certain part of it and it was cool because it had a whole database where I was like, hey, look, like this is, you know, the, the statue uh, and this is Leonardo da Vinci, the Leonardo da Vinci over here. And you talk to him and I would learn about paintings and all these things. And he was actually like, oh, wow, this is actually educational. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, dad, I probably looked crazy because <laughs> I played for maybe about 13 straight hours at that point. Um, but what was great about the Thanksgiving portion of that is that I didn't have to go out to get food. I think I was probably in my early 20s at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I was probably out of school. So school wasn't a factor. But still, um, uh, leftovers were already there from Thanksgiving. So I didn't have to go get food. There weren't any Ubers or anything to come bring me food. <laughs> I didn't have to stop. I could just con- get play, press pause for like a minute, get a sandwich, uh, and then continue playing Assassin's Creed. Um, so since then, yeah, it's always been a fun game. I haven't gone quite as hardcore as I did that one time, but it, it is all, always a fun time to kind of get a little uh, silly with your time yeah. in, in gaming. Yeah, nice, nice. How about you, Joe? Any uh, any rituals? I used to spend the entire time I was at my parents' house. If I wasn't cooking, so I like to cook a lot. So if I wasn't cooking, which is you know a morning thing, and usually in the afternoon you're not cooking so much, you're just waiting for mom to get done with whatever so the turkey can go on the table and you can eat. <laughs> I would spend that time playing Smash Brothers with my brother and my sister. And by playing, I mean they would spend all of that time trying to beat me. (laughs) Two versus one? uh, Yeah, three versus one. We would add the computer in there, too. Um, I I played very nicely with them. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like I was being mean or anything. But it was just one of those. If they could just knock me off once, it's like they won. So it was like the best day ever. Um, I did that for years and years and years. And then my mom, we got one of those Wii U, um, the, the, the... what are they, the, the pad that you would stand on? The oh, night, yeah. The yeah, yeah. the balance board. We got one of those one year. And then for the next two or three years, we would do that while anything was like cooling or right after dinner, like we would all get together and my mom would be like, let's do the balance game. <laughs> she was like super into it. So, you know, we did that for a while and I didn't really play much of that either because I, it was always like, you know, who got the high score? I'm like, oh, it's all be Joanne's high score. <laughs> after, after a while, I was kind of like, all right, I don't, I don't want to be the only person doing this, guys. You're not you're taking it seriously? None of you are taking this seriously? Okay, I can't play with you guys. <laughs> so, But they, they were really hyped into that. And then in recent years, now that I have the Switch, and I've almost always had like a Game Boy or a Game Gear or my DS. I played Animal Crossing like all through waiting for things. It was, and Animal Crossing was really fun because there was always somebody talking about turkey in that too, which is great. Um, well, I am very thankful for video games. They uh, kept my sanity well around my family for a very right. long time. So, but then they were all fun. But th- that was only if I wasn't cooking. I really love cooking. Yeah, you do. So and time, collectively, we're all good cooks. Yeah. So, no, collectively, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. We all are. We all love cooking collectively. Oh, oh, nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, so for me. Uh, Relatively recently, because because with Joe's family and uh, with the, you know over the last ten years, uh, we've been going to my parents and we go over to Joe's parents, okay. and you know we do it that way. All right, so, we're all married. Yeah, we yeah. are. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot less time for gaming, at least yeah. on Thanksgiving itself. Oh yeah, um, totally. And and so, but back when it was just uh, my family, uh, what I would do is we would my parents would just lay out all the food we would all grab it buffet style or whatever sit down if we wanted some more we get back up grab some more come down it was maybe about an hour hour and a half 
um, after actually eating. And we would eat early. We would eat at like 1230. Mm. I mean, we still do. But like even <laughs> back then, we, we would eat at 1230. And then we would just, you know, have leftovers for the rest of the day. You know, if you want any more, there's some more over there. Go grab it. Uh, but it was a relatively quick affair. And then after that was over, I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm going to go play some Gran Turismo. And normally <laughs> I would actually go and play it with my dad because, you know, we were spending time oh, yeah. together and everything. Uh, so, you know, we'll play some Gran Turismo with my dad or, you know, or he'll watch me play a game or still spend time with my family while playing games. Uh, but more recently, however, though, is um, uh, with Joe's family. Joe's family, it's like a three or four hour affair. And it's it's great. I mean, it's pretty awesome. However, you know, they want to be talking to you face to face, which is completely understandable because it's it's holidays. <laughs> if you have to, I guess. Yeah, I know. You know, God. Uh, but, you know, but, you know, it's not like you're you're playing a game on the side or anything. So so we're still doing my family to begin the day and then we're going over Joe's house. But by the time we got done with everything, it's like nine or ten o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I'm really full. I'm just going <laughs> to sleep. Uh, maybe I'll watch a, a show or a movie or something like that. Maybe I'll watch the the Mummy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then we'll hit some, we'll, we'll hit the hay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get some sleep. Uh, so my 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 gaming has been a lot less these last several years. I played Pokemon this year. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, even and then also I've been now that I work at a, at a comic book shop or a retail store, I also don't have like. Four days off in a you, row. You don't have that right. Black Friday. I don't have that Black Friday anymore. So <laughs> well, you have the Black Friday. It's just different. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I I'm I'm in the thick of things right. <laughs> for Black Friday and Black Black Weekend uh, entirely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so so yeah, I don't even have that much game time to play. And then by the time so I get home, I'm kind of dead. Not a great time for you. Not a in great games. time for me. Sorry, yeah, it no. is. You have the opposite have of the what I have. Exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Also, though, for many years, our friends would get together on Friday. Yes. And we would yeah. spend like six or seven hours oh, in yeah, a park yeah, yeah. with all of our leftovers. So if yeah. we had, we'd all bring our DSs to play yes, as we well, would. my dad. Yeah, fair enough, fair but, enough. But yeah. for years, we didn't have to do that. And then it kind of got too busy where we couldn't take off. Yeah. yeah. Here's where we are now. Yeah, like, like we all still hung out on Friday. We yep. all, yep. the day after, like, like you guys said earlier, we had our Friendsgiving. And we mm-hmm. all brought our brought some of our leftovers i guess uh, <laughs> <laughs> i need my sandwiches <laughs> uh but yeah i mean it's I, i'm actually enjoying the the people time now not cool. that i wasn't before but I'm, I'm 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 very much so enjoying it because a lot of the times we don't even get to see a lot of you guys afterwards mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. for for you know months at a time right you know so this really is like oh we all get together and we're all having a good time we're all eating we're all laughing we're all having a, you know mm-hmm. just a, a merry time so i'm nice. enjoying that the cool. game of real life oh <laughs> people mom yeah gotta people spend mom. time with them all people mom uh, yeah. i did not pick up on that yeah <laughs> now i got it i got it it was a slow burn yeah <laughs> I heard people mom, and I'm like, people mom? Oh, what sorry. is a people mom? I, I heard that as well, then I made eyes with you. I was like, oh, wait, I know what this uh, is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, good topic there, Amanda. And uh, I hope everybody at home also had a, a great Thanksgiving or great time off. Hell yeah. we're thankful for you guys. That's Whoa, right. Oh, man. It's all saccharine on this podcast. That's right. I mean, not, not Matt Smith or Jenny Gosh, McCarthy. Come on. Neither of them. Gosh. hate them. Yeah. Gosh. Oh, Joe's going to edit you out. <laughs> I might. I mean, I'd be thankful for that. <laughs> all right. And now uh, let's go on to our Dragon of the Week. Do, 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 do. It's the Dragon of the Week. No, it's not, not Meek. Woo. 
It's the dragon of the week. Oh, it's a treat. Dragon of the week. Dragon of the week. Dragon of the week is our chance to talk about some people in the industry that we admire. And are thankful for. And are thankful for. That's right. And uh, and uh, this week, Joe, you have our Dragon of the Week, correct? I do have our Dragon of the Week. Ooh. Yeah. Um, this week, I wanted to give a, shine a little light on a gentleman that has worked on a couple games that really meant a lot to me. Um, we will be talking about Daniel Cheche Bison. Mm. Nice. Yeah, that sounds. Uh, very Daniel Bazan, I think, is most of the. Because <laughs> if, if you add the middle middle name in yeah. there, which isn't his middle name, it's actually his, his first name. I guess he was. He explains oh, it in a couple okay. different uh, in a couple Plays. different interviews where he is cursing about how people how he hates having to say this name because uh-huh. this isn't how he says his name. <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. Um, but he worked uh, with uh, Crystal Dynamics. He worked in Ubisoft. He worked in a lot of different games, and he's been a part of the video game industry for the last uh, 20 years or so. Ooh, nice. So um, he's French-Canadian. He lived in Montreal for a very long amount of time. Uh, in, chi- in his childhood, he, his love for Zelda is what kind of brought him into the video game world. And he, his, him, he really loved Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he went to school for animation, cinematography, and video games. Uh, so he graduated uh, from Animation Film School in Toronto. In 2000. Wait, and he went to school for the thing the, that he yes. is doing? Yes. God, this, so weird. I, I was like, I felt like I hit a unicorn <laughs> when I was doing research. I was like, he really wanted to do this? This is the best. So um, he worked on, I'll, I'll tell you a couple of the games that he worked on that yeah. meant a lot to me. Like he was the game, uh, the head game director of uh, the, the recent Tomb Raider reboots. Okay. For Crystal Dynamics, and he also did uh, Naruto: Broken Bonds for the Xbox. Get out of oh, wow. here! So well, he was the, he was a lead designer in that one, not necessarily the director. But I thought it was just really cool, and it's one of those to be to be on two of the games that I think I, I really appreciated. Right. And it's the same guy. I was like, "What is this madness?" That's a great moment when you so, realize, "Oh, I really like this game, and I like this game." <gasps> oh, I see yeah. how they. Oh, yep. oh yeah. So uh, he got his break, his first break actually as a writer and a designer in uh, Vercom Interactive. Um, he did a bunch of random games. Uh, I think one of them was called Lara's Happy Adventures, Hype the Time Quest, Alex Builds His Farm. You know, they're kind of fun <laughs> games, right? I kind of um, know more about Alex and his farm. <laughs> right? So he, he, did, he did a couple games with them. And then uh, he got a very big break being one of the uh, core narrative team writers for Assassin's Creed number one. Sweet. So he worked on that game for a long time, and he worked on the director's cut when they added more information to it, or more uh, story to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that actually, at some point, led him into a full Ubisoft. Like, he was a designer. He was not a composer, but a a audio tech-type person as well. And he then, from that point, went with Ubisoft on 2008, worked on Naruto uh, Broken Bonds, which is the sequel to Rise of the Ninja, which is one of my favorite games, like, ever made on the Xbox. Um he did all that. He was actually, they did a really fun thing with that game. All the developers, all the designers, all the people who had anything to do with the art portion of the game actually put their gamer tags out there when the game came out because they had added a multiplayer thing to it. And on some forum somewhere, they were like, hey, this is all of the people that worked in this game. And if you want to versus them, they're going to pick a character and you can play with them in the game in what? the versus mode. And then people, I guess people on Reddit and people on different forums were like, this is a joke. Nobody really does this. And they're like, no, I, I assure you, these are the real people that <laughs> developed this game. So then it like kind of caused like a really fun fan like thing where like, well, I'm going to have to beat you with the character that you guys are good at. You helped design this game. I feel bad. I'm going to have to beat you. <laughs> it was so cute. And so like they, they did it. 
Yeah. It was a real thing. Everyone apparently got their their bums beat pretty hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, it was it was pretty cute. Like it was a neat it was a neat weird thing. I had I hadn't seen that before. Like yeah. and then I was reading about it as if because this is like in 2008. So I was kind of like I didn't even realize that game had a multiplayer part of it because I don't <laughs> I don't really do any of that part of the game. Yeah. I only did the single player stuff. So it was it was pretty great. And the game was the game was still fun. So I don't know. No complaints here. Um. So uh, he so uh, so from working on Assassin's Creed and a couple of smaller games before that to working on Naruto and then uh, the company that he was working for got bought out by Crystal Dynamics, which then got bought out by Square Enix, and he was just at the right place at the right time with Brian Horton to be chosen as one of the two leads that would be the directors. He was the main director, and then there was another gentleman named Reed Phillips, I think. Sounds okay. right. Yeah, I can't remember the fellas, but the, the two of them were basically if you saw anything about Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, or the middle game. They were the ones that did all of the talking, and he didn't do a lot of it because English isn't his first language. Okay. Almost every interview with this gentleman is in French. Right. <laughs> so he basically, um, he said the third one was the one that he helmed the most of, and oh. he really, he was very involved at, in is every single level. Rise of the Tomb Raider? Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That's Shadow is the last one? Shadow okay. is the last one. At least as, as far as... I think so, yeah. 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 Um, so, but he basically, he was the director for all three games, but it was that was the one he said he took the most emotional like role, and he said that he, he really wanted to close the series out with Lara having her darkest times happen right. and leaving his footprint, leaving the mark as like, how she became the Tomb Raider that we all know and love now. And he said the first game was really hard for them because they were taking something that was so beloved. And he said his team that they were working with, he said that it was very, very difficult to kind of even show anybody anything because every time they put something out, people kind of backlashed it a little bit and like, that doesn't look like her. That doesn't act like her. What are you doing with this game? Are you ruining something that people have loved the last 20 years? You know, and he was like, <laughs> they were all freaked out. Like they were all like, I think we've destroyed the Tomb Raider legacy. What have we done? And, and like there's an interview with him. It's really, really cute. It's from like, a, I think it's like a 2013 E3. And it's outtakes actually of him trying to just say his name and welcome people to oh. watching the game at like the London E3 thing or like, yeah. not E3, but the London game thing. Mm -hmm. um, so there was three cities that were going to release the information and show this new trailer of the game. And it's him going, hello, my name is like Danielle Chazier Bisson. And, and he kept messing up his own name. Wow. They said they sent a crew to record a 30-second spot of him introducing the game and saying thank you to the fans, and it took them two hours. Aww. And so like, so there's an interview, That's and they're cute. like, can we show the, the clips? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and so they show the clip, and it's him messing up his own name, cursing a whole lot. And, and like in between, he's like, why are they talking back there? He goes, I finally say my name right, and they're going to start talking behind me? Are you serious? This is still happening. So you can see him off stage. You can hear people off stage kind of murmuring something. He's like, I know, I know. I don't know why I can't do this. I don't know. This isn't my job. I'm not good at this part. <laughs> so like then then you go cut back to the interview that he's in and they're like thank you for being you know having so much fun with us and like you know letting us show that clip and he's like yeah it was it was a, you know it is what it is uh, obviously I'm not very good at this on the fly type stuff I don't speak English normally it's very difficult for me to be told what to say in English and have a screen in front of me saying it in English and I'm translating it in French to English to say it out loud and then uh, the interview goes I would venture to say that you're better at curse words than you are at English. <laughs> that's your actual second language so it was. <laughs> the guy is really fun seeming and they have uh crystal dynamics to this thing every i guess every two meter game they did they did like a cool interactive thing where they showed you the staff that was working on the game there's like 30 of these little videos for every one of the games mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of cool they they showed you like here's a little minute or two of this one person who worked on it and they're what they felt the most about it and when crystal dynamics had their 25th year uh, anniversary thing that they did where it was like 25 years of us He's in it in multiple points, and you can actually see him age in it. Aww. And it's really cute. It's very like, this is the be 
beginning and like this is like the end this is you know this is the last game he'll be working on with them at that point right so um because i think they did decide uh crystal dynamics uh, maybe three years ago four years ago they were only going to be working on a tomb raider game this last tomb raider game and then they were going to move to a different project entirely yeah so uh he he worked on other games as well he worked on um the avatar series the james cameron uh games he worked on okay. assassin's creed he worked on naruto he worked on thief he worked on army of two oh, he thief. did wow oh yeah right. uh, uh uh is it uh Deus Ex. Uh, Deus Ex. Deus Ex. There yeah. we go. So he, he worked on that. And it also, a fun, fun kind of side thing, he, he has the same name as a human being who is linked in every one of the things that you could tap on to go click on <laughs> and read more about somebody. Uh, he's linked to a gentleman who I assume is him. <laughs> he, he also has a, he does a Foley artistry since he did so much sound technician, sound stuff, because in Thief, that's what he did. He was the sound oh. uh, uh, audio technician. Okay. Um, he, he's worked on, it seems like 80 plus movies in Canada, <laughs> a, a bunch of which have been uh, the, the Canadian Academy Awards. A bunch of them have gotten nominated and some okay. have won. Oh, wow. So, like, if it, you know, if it is him, that's super duper awesome. I hope it is. If it's not him, they should start a club. They really should, because that guy worked on a lot of the games too. So, um, but it, it was it was really cool. And his his philosophy was being part of a team was what made everything worked well. Nice. And anytime they were giving credit for something and saying he did a great job, he was always showering his team with that. Like, you don't understand. Every piece of our team was needed to make the games that we made. And to make them as good as they are, he's like, not. He goes, I got into arguments with Noah like a bunch of times. I got in arguments with the Noah Phillips. That's what the guy's name is. Oh, okay. Okay. So I, I got in arguments with him multiple, multiple times. He goes because we just had two different, very, very different versions of what we wanted. And he said that ultimately, I didn't always win. And he goes, and I think the games were better for that because our team was so strong that their feelings and their emotion, mm. they were able to put it into words that I understood to try and make it better. So. That sounds like a good leader right there. Yeah. Yep. yep. He he's he's awesome. Yeah. So I was I was very very happy once I stumbled upon a couple of the other games he did. It was it was pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. he's that. pretty great. That's All my right. dragon of the week. Gosh, that's pretty awesome. The French Canadians are so good at games. They are. Yeah. <laughs> they are. I mean, we just don't know because they you know they speak French. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're probably telling us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, wee wee. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you keep that to the tater talk. <laughs> we don't do accents on this podcast, sir. <laughs> Oh, believe me, I don't do accents normally. <laughs> All of my accents are about as good as your Irish there, Troy. I believe it. <laughs> well, thanks, uh, Joe. Yeah, thank you very much. And what was his name again? Daniel Besson is what, if you want to look him up, it's uh, Daniel Cheche uh, Besson. Yeah, it was, it's such a daring thing to try and bring Tomb Raider back and to, to get it right. Yeah. Because that franchise had gone downhill. Tomb Raider Revelation <sighs> was not great. No. Those no, last Irish ones. good. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that was kind of in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the other um, thing, though. Like, they even had to like bring her to different game, like yeah, ty- types, like types of games, like puzzle games. They yeah, couldn't yeah. have her be in the action yeah. adventure that she exactly. started. It was in. like it was like Tomb Raider Go. You had Tomb mm-hmm. Raider, like you said, uh, Temple of Osiris. Yeah, Temple yeah. of Osiris. Yeah, they, they scaled back her like dumb sex stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> her proportions. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> wow, that's what I call things. You know, the sex stuff. <laughs> Do you mean boobs? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But like they made her like a normal person in the in the new one. Yeah, yeah. Which is straight. Which is strange to have you know a, a girl a normal person in the game, right? <laughs> right, right. Like, what's the point? I don't understand. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Are they going to want to vote next? <laughs> Jeez. T- Tomb Raider election. Yeah, the only reason I like that GBA game with that that GBA uh, Tomb Raider game is because the pixel boobies moved too. I mean, like, it was great. <laughs> 
But it was great that he helped pioneer that whole franchise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, to reboot it. Exactly. Exactly. So, all right. Nicely done. Well, fortunately, that brings us to the end of the episode. Ooh, that was nice. That came from like your gut. That was good. It's got to roll. Yeah. Uh, as always, we record live upstairs inside Tate's Comics, powered by our friends, the 2000 Brigade. What? That's us. That what? is us. <laughs> uh, you can find us online. That's right. Check us out on Twitter for uh, day-to-day uh, views on things going on. Uh, at Taste of Dragons and also on Instagram at Taste of Dragons with some cool segments. We rank some dragons. We look back in the history of gaming. Uh, we also uh, taste it to the streets. Ooh. Uh, we just have fun stuff on in there. The, oh, the yeah. content continues. Absolutely. Um, also check us out at tastedragons.com for more info on us. Nice. Uh, what was this week's uh, uh, How to Rank Your Dragons? Well, uh, we ranked, Applin. I believe it was Applin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Apple-type dragon from uh, the new Pokemon game. Uh, did not rank very well. Out of our list of 27, uh, Applin went straight to number 25. <laughs> <laughs> well deserved. Because it's an apple. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's an apple. <laughs> it's not a great dragon. It really isn't. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that'll do it for us. So once again, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. And I'm Joe. Have a great And day. we are... Aww. The, the taste, taste of, of dragons. dragons. We'll work it out one of these days. <laughs> At least you remembered. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't remember it, so I listened to the last one, and I was like, "We didn't do the thing." Yeah, we don't. The we thing. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.